This is the GOAT Level Podcast with your host, the GOAT, the legend, the hero, Van Pugh. Game over. Well, guys, here we go again. The caps, all cap. I can't believe we're doing this once again. Last year, did this about the same time. It was a little bit later because the NHL started later and they had more, you know, COVID breaks or whatever. But we're here again, four straight years since the Capitals have won the cup and they're out in the first round. I can't even say this is the cap cycle because they skipped a critical step in the cap cycle. The critical, the critical step in this cap cycle is the part where they finish the season and do well enough to get a top seed, which comes with home ice, usually the first or the second seed. But this time, they didn't do as well. However, they did have a stretch at the end of the season where they won 9 of 10. And that's how they almost got out of the wild card. But they didn't get out of the wild card because with a chance to be relatively the fifth seed or the third team in the division, which means they would be playing the Rangers and look at the Rangers right now, they're in a game seven with the Penguins and the Penguins were up 3-1. Yeah, I would have much rather have played them than Florida. And even with Florida, look how good they did against Florida. I mean, come on. Took game one. Game two, just throw that out the window. We, we know that we, we were doing game game two. Game three killed them. Game four, I was in attendance. Watched the whole thing. Didn't miss anything. That game, it was, it was back and forth pretty much. It was back and forth. It was a very close game. But we had a chance to really win this game. Like, we, we had some very good opportunities. Come on, man. You have two wide-open breakaways coming out of a penalty kill, which means the, the fifth guy that was in the box, he comes in the game, and right as he's coming in the game, no one's checking him, and it, it's kind of like cherry-picking in basketball. How do you – usually when you cherry-pick in basketball – you make the layup. These guys cherry pick. They miss. And one of them wasn't even close. And then on top of that, you know, we had the lead and, and I could taste it. And I and I could taste it. It was 3-2. We got the lead. This was game four, which I was in attendance to. I went crazy. I didn't stand up, but I, I was hyped when we got that third goal. And and when we got that third goal, third period, I was just staring at the clock, just worried. I'm like, please don't give up this goal. And then Florida pulls their goalie at about like the third, like, no, not third period. They pulled their goalie about the three-minute mark. I was like, that's kind of early. But I started seeing that we weren't clearing the puck. We had that one shot that hit the post. That could have put us up, too. That that would have been a difference right there. If we had got that, we would have for sure won. This man hit the post. I think it was Schultz who did that, I think. But he misses. We don't get any more shots at the Oh, at the empty net and they're just poking and poking around and I'm just just nervous and boy they poked one in there and I was devastated I was heartbroken but I left because I know from experience dealing with the caps these overtime games take forever and even when they don't they mess around and lose so I was like mm-mm I'm not messing with Metro. I'm not going to take a chance of having Metro strand me at Gallery Place. I'm like, no, I'm not taking no chances because Metro sucks. The Caps suck in overtime. So I'm not taking any chances. So I dipped 
And of course, before I can get on the train, we lost. Of course they did. Game five, game five, I couldn't watch it. I think I was, uh, I was doing something. I was playing basketball, right? It was a playoff game right before the game started because my game started at nine. We were up 3-0. I thought, oh, all is well. We're going to win game five, going to come back home, close out game six. After my team choked the playoff game, I could get into that, but it ain't important right now. After we choked the playoff game, I find out that the Capitals choked game five. Man. Oh, my God. Sick. I'm just sick. And I'm like, okay, okay, we've been the better team the last four games. Or no, we've been the better team in this series four out of the five games. I was like, winning game six shouldn't be a problem. Game six happened yesterday, and it's a back-and-forth game. It's kind of like game four. Like, I came from basketball, so I'm listening to it on the radio. They score. I'm deflated. I'm like, we, we're not coming back. We lost. It was late in the game. It was like four minutes to go. They scored, went up one. And then I kept listening and listening in the 7-Eleven parking lot, kept listening. And sure enough, we get some weird tip-in goal to tie it up. I'm excited. And then we go to overtime, and all my excitement just goes And it's just that same anxious feeling I had in the last like eight minutes of game four. I had the same feeling going in overtime yesterday and we lost. Of course we did. I just I did what I did last year when I found out, you know, we weren't going to win and our season was over. I just turned it off. I just turned on some music because it's just the caps all cap. They're all cap. You think they this great team. You think, you know, we're going to get over the hump, finally, and then they choke. It happens all the time. That's why we're all thankful for 2018. But this is what you have to be used to with this team. I told you, look at the cap cycle. Look at the cycle. Every year, it ends with us either losing to Pittsburgh or losing in the first round. There was a few years in the second round where we lost to the Rangers. But other than that, it always ends the same way. And this core is getting old. I don't know how much time they got left at a decent, you know, playing ability. None of them are at their peak. I'm talking about Backstrom, Ovechkin, Kunetsov. And we got mediocre defending and goaltending. Okay, okay, Carlson's good. I mean, we gave him that contract. But the goaltending is mediocre. Now, they played a little bit better. Well, Samsonov did. Vanacek got yanked. But Samsonov did pretty good. But we just did not help him out. Just, you know, letting Florida shoot 30 times a game and stuff. Just didn't help him out. Eventually, they're going to poke it through. This team, always disappointing. When it comes to the Caps, I don't know why I get my hopes up. Now, I don't know what's going to happen from here. I don't know if this is the beginning of the end. What What is going to change? Do we just blow it up and start over again? Or do we keep the same core together and maybe just add a goalie or maybe one other defenseman or goal scorer oh by the way tj oshi was spectacular he of course he scored the goal uh in game six to tie it up and also he he scored in um game four as well so i mean man i don't know what to do four straight years same result new coach same result what is we doing dog what are we doing Because the cap on this app is crap. And that is a wrap. Man, these guys really got my hopes up.
and they let me down again. I should be used to it, but I fell for the trap. I didn't stick with the cycle. And here we go again, man. If they keep the core together, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be the same thing. We're going to get out to this fast start. Then once January and February come, we're going to suck. And then we're going to ball out until we, um, well, this time they had the wild card, but they almost, they almost made it out of the wild card. But, you know, we're going to end up as a top seed. And then we're going to turn around and choke in the first round. And then I'll be five straight years. And then at that point, you have to blow it up. Five straight years is ridiculous. Four straight years is ridiculous. Come on, man. It's just we're headed towards the same thing and nothing's changing. And these teams in the East are getting better and we're staying the same. Or getting worse. Trash. And you know that. Speaking of trash, the Nats. See, they be getting my hopes up too, man. I think it was the first game against the Mets. Had the lead, blew it. Now, they did have a really good game where they came back from 3 nothing and won 8-3. But then they dropped the finale 4-1. And I'm like, why do I even root for this team? And then they turn around against the Mystics. Nah, I was about to say the Mystics. I'm about to, I'm about to talk about them in a little bit. But... They played the Astros last night. They lost because they give up five runs in the first inning. Josiah Gray got tagged early. Jose Altuve made light work. He got a home run on the first at bat of the game. Killed us, dog. Listen. Thankfully, they fought back and only gave up one run after that. But then our offense didn't show up. Trash. Just trash. Um, They played well in San Francisco. I'm, I'm happy about that. I don't think I got to talk about that last, last uh, show. They played great in San Francisco. Glad they did because um, San Francisco came here and got us up out of there. But... You know, uh, we won the series in San Francisco. I was happy about that. The Rockies series started off great, then ended in disaster. Like, at the end of the day, this team is 11-22. and 22. Every time I'm ready to write them off, they start winning. And then when they start winning and, I, and you know, I start warming up to them, that's when they drop like three or four in a row. Like, I, I just don't know with this team, man. At the end of the day, this is a maybe a fourth or fifth place NL East team. It's not good. But yet, I'm still going to go to the games. I'm still going to buy the gear, knowing dang well this team is not good. Rotation is a joke. Thank God Corbin's getting better. The last two games, he's, he's pitched pretty well. I mean, the last game against the Mets. Five scoreless innings? What? This man finally waking up. But it didn't matter because we still lost. Of course we did. Man, whatever, man. It's all good. Like I said, I got two tickets to Astros and Nationals. Uh, The one I bought for tonight because, well, you're probably going to hear this, I don't know, Sunday or Monday. But anyway... Bought tickets for Saturday night. Uh, Sunday night tickets, well, Sunday afternoon tickets were part of the holiday pack I bought. There's only one problem. I got kickball, and then I'm supposed to be going to my cousin's game. However, I'm going to hold on to these tickets because there's rain in the forecast. There's rain in the forecast, so there's a chance that the game could delay, and I still might be able to go. So I'm going to hold on to the tickets. If it turns out I can't go, it's just going to have to be an L. It's an L. It's okay. I like my snow globe. And I still got two other tickets in this holiday pack. So I'm, I'm excited about that. But yeah, the Nationals are, are loafing. I don't really expect them to win tonight. I don't expect them to win tomorrow. But I'm still going to go tonight. 
Um, hopefully the weather holds up. It's clear from the looks of it. It looks like it will be. It might be a minor delay. Uh, looks like, yeah, it looks clear, but you don't know with spring weather. It, it could come out of nowhere. Looks clear. Looks like it's going to start on time, but you don't know. It's cloudy. It was raining the forecast. It could come back. I don't know. I'm going to keep my eye on it, but um, weather looking a little shaky, baby, but maybe it'll hold off tonight so I can watch the Nats take that L against the Astros. I mean, and you know, I, I follow some some cute Astros fans. And, you know, they're, they're going to be happy. But me, I'm going to be like, man, dang, we didn't lost again. But, you know, this team is getting to the point where I'm about to become indifferent to them losing because I'm going to be inspecting it. But then, but like I said, this season, every time I do that, they start winning. So I don't even know, man. I don't even know what to do. I don't just show up. Maybe buy some stadium food, get some uh, get some gear, and just call it a day. <laughs> just try to enjoy the show as best I can. Now, the Mystics. The Mystics got me hyped. I went to the game on Tuesday out of a whim. Cheap tickets. Tuesday night wasn't really doing anything. Might as well, you know. Well, I could have did lift, of course. You know, it's always time to make money, but. And I was like, you know what? Why not? Why not? So I cut my lift session short. Went to this game. Uh, first of all, they won their first two games. So they beat Indiana, who for some reason has gone two and one since that game where we just punished them. Um, We gave their rookies a welcome to the WNBA and spanked them. That's cool. That's great. They took care of business. Awesome. Then their second win, that, that's the game I went to. The game against, no, no, that's not it. The Lynx. Yeah, they beat the Lynx on the road. The Lynx are cutting people. Like, the Lynx are not on their grind right now. They're, they're not playing well. They weren't even that good last year. Like, they were a lower seed last year. They still got an all-star in Sylvia Fowles. That's her name. And they got my girl Ariel Powers, and I have no idea how we let her go. But nevertheless, she's gone. We we beat them on the road. We don't usually win in Minnesota, so it's great that we won out there. And then the game I went to against Las Vegas, it just looked like we were going to get ran off the floor. They, they were 2-0. We were 2-0. Kelsey Plum looked like she couldn't miss at the beginning. Asia Wilson just being Asia Wilson, just a walking double-double. Derrica Hamby, she was okay in that game. She didn't really do all that. Chelsea Gray killed us last year, but she is just okay in this game. Um, Jackie Young, I think, struggled the game before, but this game she came out firing. They had a double-digit lead. Like It was like a two-point game right early in the first quarter. These guys went on like a 15-2 run. I'm talking about the Aces. So they grabbed the lead. Cool, man. And they had pretty much control the majority of the first half. The second half, I don't know what got into the Mystics. I don't know what Mike T-Bolt said. But they just, they went crazy. They went crazy and they ran the Aces off the floor. They flipped the script. It looked like the Aces was going to run the Mystics off the floor. The Mystics ran them off the floor. And it's just like um Katie Benson off the bench just draining threes. This girl's like 5'6", five, 5'. Five, five. She she looked like she looked tiny out there, but she can ball. Rui Machida's not that much taller than her, but she had to play more minutes. Because Natasha Cloud was out because of health and safety protocols, which she complained about because, you know, the WNBA got a fly commercial. So she's kind of blaming it on that. But to be honest, man, it's COVID. Like, you could have got it anywhere. 
So I I don't know about that. I mean, it it was it was another it was another chance to show the WNBA that their players and coaches deserve better. I get it, man, but you know it's COVID. You can't really predict where you got it or how you got it. It's unpredictable. So I mean, but hey, it fits the narrative, but whatever. Um, hoping for a speedy recovery. We miss her. She's awesome. She had a great game versus Minnesota. But nevertheless, we didn't need her this game. People stepped up. Della Don just, I mean, she was wearing Asia Wilson out. Like, she was physical with her own defense, on offense. She hit her with a bunch of pump fakes and up and unders. And, and drawing fouls on her. And I was like, man, Deladon just make it look so easy. She makes it look so easy. Walker Kimbrough hit some nice shots. But, yeah, this this team. Oh, Maisha Hines Allen. Maisha Hines Allen was spectacular. Was She was awesome. Man, oh, man. I don't know what she was doing against Dallas, which was the next game. Um, I'll talk about that in a minute. But against the Aces, oh, she punished them. And I'm looking at their schedule. They won their first three games by double digits. Yeah, that's just, I love it. Oh, and by the way, Clemson, and I'm looking at this Clemson-Virginia Tech game. They all punishing Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech, the number one seed in the ACC. I was like, should OU worry about them? Uh, Seeing them getting punished by Clemson? I don't think so. Uh, I think they would be another run rule, get them out of there if we played them in the tournament. Um, Anyway, yeah, Maisha Hines-Allen against Las Vegas. 15 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists, 3 steals, 2 blocks, Bro, she was she was bullying them. She bullied the Aces. And and she was hitting her shots. And Adela Don got to the line eight times. Yeah. And she's drawing them fouls. Like, just very crafty Della Don, man. Ariel Atkins, pretty much a normal game. Tiana Hawkins, or is it Tierra? But Katie Benson. That's it. That's the that was the difference right there. You know, she she was three for four from three. Man, I'm I, I kind of like her. Secure Austin can come along slowly, you know. I kind of hyped her when I was talking about the WNBA draft. Definitely the tallest one on the team. As of now, pretty skinny, but I mean she's young. She'll she'll bulk up. She'll bulk up. Oh, she got in that uh, fight with the Erica Hamby. I was like, oh, she got a little. She got a little. Uh. Oh, man, how do you say it? Not sass, but, you know, I don't know. She got some toughness to her. She didn't back down from the veteran. But she got some work to do. She got some work to do, you know. Her moves not really working as well as it in college. Well, obviously, she's in the WNBA. But it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to take her some time. We, we can bring her along slowly. She went to the right team. It will bring her along slowly, and she'll be fine. She's not starting right now, but we don't need her to start, especially when Elizabeth Williams come back. When Elizabeth Williams come back, I don't think she's really going to play at all. But that's okay. We can bring her along slowly. She can figure it out, and then she's going to be a beast. She has a lot of potential. I love the toughness already. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, not sure what the Mystics were doing against Dallas. Uh, when I left ESA after that game against um, the Aces, they announced their next game was against the Wings, which was on Friday. And I was like, uh, I'm kind of worried about that game because we don't do well. We don't do well against Arike Agumbawale. So I was like, she's going to kill us. She usually does. But I'm like, you know, maybe this time will be different. No, it was not. We lost. Again. And I'm looking at the box score, and it's like they really pulled away in the third quarter. We lost the third quarter 25 to 11. And in Agumba Wale, 27. Look, look at this, man. 
Arike Agumawale, 27 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists, 6 of 12 from 3. We can never stop this woman. I should have known. I should have known, man. And then Marina Mayberry had 10 points. I remember watching them in Columbus. And now they're, they've come together to torment my mystics. But that's okay. We're going to get them back. We played them again in Dallas on um Tuesday. And hopefully we'll get Natasha Cloud back. That's our starting point guard. That's our veteran. Yeah, that's one of our leaders. So hopefully we get her back and maybe she can lock down Miss Agumba Wale because she just be killing us. Uh, but yeah, Mystics, very excited about what they are doing. And, you know, um, hey, let's see what happens. See what happens. Now, if they can keep this up. They can be a real title contender, especially I mm, I wouldn't count Seattle out yet. They, they've had a slow start and I wouldn't count out the Mercury. Uh, they'll eventually get Brittany Griner back. Ain't no way she's going to stay out there in Russia all that time. Come on. They'll figure it out. They'll get her home. They'll get her in shape. And then, you know, they're going to be a problem. The Mercury going to be a problem. The Aces will be a problem. Their coach, their team. The emergence of Kelsey Plum is they're gonna be tough, but the Mystics can be there, especially since they got Deladon. Because you know, like I said with the Wizards with Bradley Bill and Russell Westbrook, when you have Elena Deladon, anything's possible. Come on now, church. Come on now. All right, real quick with DC United. D.C. United, you know, I talked about last show with Zach. They sucked against Columbus. They were sloppy, committed dumb fouls, even though half of them weren't fouls. But they were still, there were some non-call fouls. I was like, what what are you doing? Why are you tackling this guy? Why can't you just play regular defense? What are you doing? And just, we couldn't get our offense going. I was just like, this is ridiculous. I was like, we we didn't come to play. Now, they came back the next week, and they beat Houston 2-0. Thanks to uh, Taxiarsis. What is his name? Fountas? Taxi. Just call him Taxi. Taxi had two goals. I guess he's nice. I mean, even Zach knew about Taxi. I didn't. Like, it, it just took me to the Houston game to figure out who this guy was. Thank God for him. We could have used him in a U.S. Open Cup against the New York Red Bull. He didn't play. Kamara didn't play. I don't think our top people played. And we lost 3-0. That was a game I was going to go to. Thank God I didn't. I mean, the Nats loss, I think that's that's the game, the Nats loss, right? Yeah, it is. The Nats loss, DC United loss, I didn't go to either game. I went to the Mystics game, the Mystics won. And also, the Mystics were inside, and I didn't have to deal with the traffic. The traffic for the Mystics game is a joke compared to the Nationals, DC United, the Caps, and the Wizards. Well, I mean, I, I take the train for all that stuff. But all of that is a joke compared to the traffic for the Washington sitcom. Who knew the circus could bring on so much traffic? <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, man. I don't know what DC United going to do, man. They, it, it was, you know, it's very encouraging that they came back against Houston the way they did. And that. Uh, this guy named Taxi is emerging. But, you know, I, I don't even know what to think, man. This From what I saw, this is not going to be a very good team. And it don't, it don't matter who's coaching. It's just going to take a minute and get this team going. But at least the encouraging part is I love Taxi. I love uh, Kamara. Those guys are good, so... We can get them going. Maybe we'll be all right. Maybe we'll make the playoffs. 
But as of now, we fronting. Thank God New England fell all the way off. That's one team you don't have to worry about, I think. So, we'll see what happens, man. Uh, A good bounce back against Houston. I guess you throw that New York Red Bull game out because they didn't really play anybody. And let's just, just see what happens from here. All right. Before I get into the schedule release and birthday bowl 2022, uh, NBA playoffs. All right, real quick. Suns and Mavericks. Game seven. Man, I did not expect this thing to go seven. I expect this to be over in five, just like everybody else. Because, you know, you look at the stats and it's like, oh, the Mavericks haven't beat the Suns in 10 games. Um, The Suns won the first game pretty easily. I mean, the Mavs tried to come back, but then they won the second game even easier. They won by 20. Um, Then the Mavs just responded. And they killed it the next two games, especially game four. The whole, you know, Chris Paul getting into it with the fans thing. That was crazy. But Finney Smith looked like he can't couldn't miss. None of them looked like, especially him, though. None of them looked like they could miss from beyond the arc. And, and Jalen Brunson in game three had like 28. So I'm like, man, this team... It will not go away. Game five looked like it was back to normal. I mean, Suns handled their business. But Chris Paul, this is a weird trend. Chris Paul has just been mid the last three or four games. I expected in game six, because how many times have you seen Chris Paul have a so-so game in game four or five and then he come back in game six and have an all-time performance. He did it against the Pelicans. So, I mean, how many times have we seen that? But it didn't happen this time. And the Suns got blown out again in game six. And now this series that should have been over in four or five has gone seven. And I... I know the way the series has gone. The home team has pretty much been a world beater, and all these games have been blowouts except game one. But I think this is going to be a close one. This is going to go down the wire. And that's why I'm taking off a lift, and I'm going to make sure I watch this. I have to watch it. Absolutely have to. So I'm I'm gonna have to take an L on lift this weekend. Gotta check out that game seven. Uh speaking of game seven, the Celtics and the Bucks are going seven. Actually, that was a little more predictable. Like we knew that was going seven, but after the Bucks stole game five, I just assumed I had Bucks and six. A lot of people had Celtics and seven or Bucks and seven. I had Bucks and six. And everything was going according to plan. Oh, by the way, um, Drew Holiday, that steal and that block he had, unbelievable. Just so clutch. But game six didn't go according to plan. Because Jason Tatum, step back threes, step back mid-range, going to the lane, getting fouled. Like, this guy was spectacular. And it's good to see him doing it against teams that are not the Wizards. Jason Tatum has submitted himself, has cemented himself as one of the elites. And it's just beautiful to see. Him and Jalen Brown are, I've underestimated them for so many years. You can't underestimate them anymore. They are legit. Marcus Smart is legit. Al Horford that game four he had was important because it kept them in the series. I mean, unbelievable, man. Like, this team is a lot better than I thought. So, with that being said, 
I still got the Bucks in seven. I still they're gonna find a way to win in Boston. At the end of the day, I don't know if it's gonna be as close as that Nets game was last year, but they're gonna find a way. And um, waiting for the Celtics or the Bucks is the Heat, who beat the Sixers. Honestly, the tide turned when uh, MB got hurt. That was that was critical. He wasn't really himself. I mean, he still did well, but it's just, yeah, I mean, he couldn't be the MVP that he was. It doesn't help that, you know, he couldn't get much help from his role players, especially James Harden. I don't really have to talk much about that. I'm sure it's been talked about enough already. But, yeah, the Heat are better than I thought. But, I mean, after looking at their defensive numbers, I shouldn't be that surprised. Like, they're just doing what they've been doing all year. And Jimmy Butler is just, once again, better than I thought. Looking like the real son of Michael Jeffrey Jordan. I'm just saying. I mean, congrats to the Heat. If they end up playing the Celtics, man, who who's going to score? How is they going to score? I mean, I expect some low-scoring games if it ends up being Heat and Celtics. Um, Grizzlies. Ja getting hurt. I know the, the game that Ja got hurt, they lost by 30. But I can't imagine. I, I'm pretty sure this series goes seven if Ja was there. I mean, that game for, oh, there go my girl, Jenny Dalton Hill. But anyway, game seven. Like, they would have went seven. They would have went seven if they had Ja. Because on the road, was that game four where – Grizzlies lost by five, and then game six, where it was a one-point game with, like, six minutes to go, and then the Warriors just went stupid. Jaw would have definitely turned up. Um, Jaw Morant would have turned up and would have been clutch, and he would have saved the day. You you needed him in that spot, period. I mean, it's all right, though. It's all right. Um, Grizzlies are young. They'll be back. They're confident. They're going to be fine. Um, uh, could we see? Eventually, we're going to see like Mavericks Grizzlies conference finals. That's that's where we're headed. That's the tra- trajectory. The Warriors they can't stay at this peak forever. I don't care how good Jordan Poole is or Jonathan Kaminga. I don't think they can stay up top forever. Especially with the rise of Jokic and Luka. It's going to be very difficult. And who knows? I don't know if Donovan Mitchell is going to stay at Utah forever. Who knows? He could end up on one of these Western Conference teams. And don't forget the Clippers. You add Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Automatic title contender. So, you know, watch out for Memphis. They're going to be there, but... It is a lot of competition. But, yeah, playoffs, Celtics and Bucks, game seven. Another one. Can't wait. Probably can't watch that one because I'm busy. But I'm definitely going to be in the house. I should be in the house for Suns and Maverick. And, you know, I'm very excited. Great. Now, let's talk about this schedule. The number one thing I cared about with the NFL schedule release was what game was going to land on my 30th birthday. And based off history and leaks, I mean, I knew based off history, it was going to be in New York, L.A., Green Bay, the DMV or Cincinnati. So once I started reading the leaks, I knew New York wasn't going to be in it. I was like, I really doubt they'll put the Rams or Chargers in it. I knew New York was out. I knew Cleveland was out. I knew Pittsburgh was out. But no mention of the Bengals. So I just kept looking at the Bengals, looking for Bengals leaks. I, I wasn't seeing any. So, of course, you know, 
had to wait till after flag football to find out that the Bengals will be playing the Dolphins on September 29th, 2022. Can't wait. But to be honest, when I looked at it initially, I was a little underwhelmed. I was cool about the location because I was like, oh, cool. That's a location that's not far. I could drive to or it's a quick flight. I said I was going to drive, but I don't know. That drive to Cincinnati doesn't sound too appealing. Now, this all this is still up in the air. I might be forced to drive because of financial region reasons but ah, the drive doesn't sound too appealing and who knows what's going to happen with the weather i would rather fly but we'll see but i was like i'm cool with the location i've been saying i've been wanting to go to cincinnati and i get to go for my 30th birthday oh this is gonna be dope and the game honestly I didn't think the game itself was all that great, but then I actually thought about it. The Dolphins got Tyreek Hill. They got Jalen Waddle, And on the Bengals, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, they got a real exciting team. This is going to be a good game. This is going to be a much closer game than I thought it was going to be. This is going to be a really good game. But, you know, I look at the schedule. I look at the other week four games, and I was just, I was kind of salty. This game is, but look at what we're missing out on. Cleveland at Atlanta. Deshaun Watson going back to Atlanta after he stiffed them. Washington at Dallas is a big one. I would have loved for that to be the birthday game, but whatever. The rematch in D.C., is in January, and I'm probably going to go. Buffalo at Baltimore. Minnesota, New Orleans in London. Seattle at Detroit is mid. Chargers at Houston. I mean, Houston beat them last year in Houston. Uh, So it might be a better game than you expect. Tennessee at Indianapolis. That's a heavyweight. I was hoping it wasn't going to be Chicago and Giants. Thank God it wasn't. Being in New York would have been cool, but Bears and Giants, I wasn't feeling that. Thank God that's not the Thursday night game. Jacksonville and Philly would have loved that because it's the Eagles and it's Doug Peterson coming back to Philly. This is week four games. Jets and Pittsburgh. Once again, I would have loved to go to Pittsburgh, but it's the Jets. Come on. Arizona, Carolina, nope. New England, Green Bay without Tom Brady doesn't sound exciting, but it's Green Bay, so that would have been dope. Denver and Las Vegas would have been dope. Yeah, that that would have been fire. I said for my, you know, birthday game wishes, AFC West. Any AFC West game would have been cool because that division is loaded. So I that look at that, an AFC West game, I would have loved it. But whatever, tickets would have been through the roof. And it's Las Vegas, so I save a bunch of money. But here's the one I'm I'm mad about. Kansas City, Tampa Bay. That was on the top of my birthday wish list. And it's happening week four, but on Sunday night. Game over. Man, we were so close. But you know, you know a matchup that juicy is more fit for Monday night or Sunday night. I should have just used my brain. But we were so close. It's happening the same week. You know, I you know, I could have easily I could have easily faded the Thursday night thing and just pushed everything to the weekend because the games are so good. But I don't mind staying at home watching some of this stuff on TV. It's it's all good, man. But, man, we missed out. And then, oh, my God, Rams at San Francisco. That would have been a crazy Thursday night birthday game, too. So, it's a lot of really good week four matchups. But, you know, I'm happy to start it off in Cincinnati against Miami. That's that's going to be a good game. I, I think so. There's a lot of offensive talent 
And, you know, I, I can't wait. Uh, oh, talk about week one real quick. Um, I got my wish. Now, I got my wish with this one. Rams and Bills. I don't know. I'm going to find the clip where I said, because every year after the Super Bowl winner is, you know, emerges, my favorite thing to do is predict how they're going to start the season because the NFL starts with the Super Bowl winner on Thursday night football to start the season. So I was like, any division game is good, but I was like, I don't want to see them versus the Cowboys. But the number one thing, I was like, they must play the Buffalo Bills. They have to. That is the best possible matchup. And the NFL delivered. They delivered. So, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. That is a heavyweight matchup. That could be a Super Bowl preview. And I, I'm I'm all for it. I love it. Um, some other really good week one matchups. Of course, Phillies in Detroit. Uh, that's that's a mid matchup, man. And hopefully we blow them out. Jacksonville at Washington. I'm going to just already say that right now. Commanders, you're going to lose. You lost. It's a wrap. You lost. So you might as well just take that L right now because you're not winning. Uh, let's see. Cleveland at Carolina. Another team that Deshaun Watson stiffed. Can't wait to see that. Pittsburgh at Cincinnati is dope. Um, man, there's some mid in here, man. There's some mid matchups in here. Jeez. Kansas City at Arizona is very underrated. That could be fireworks. But no one, absolutely no one is talking about that game. And you know, it's a head scratcher. Vegas and Chargers, if they play like they did last year, oh, my God. That's that's going to be a great matchup. Aaron Rodgers versus Kirk Cousins, always fireworks. I mean, Giants versus Tennessee, next. Tampa Bay at Dallas. I didn't want to see Dallas in prime time week one again, but they're going against Tom Brady, and this time it's in Dallas. Okay. All right. Uh, okay, I'm with it. I'm with it. And then this is now this. Now, the NFL did a great job with this. Monday night, Denver at Seattle. Russell Wilson going back to Seattle. Week one, bruh. Oh, my God. That is huge. Boy, I can't wait to see that. That's that, that's that's the game right there. That's the game. And thank God they're not doing a dumb doubleheader. That doesn't need a doubleheader. That's going to be crazy. That's going to be nuts. I'm telling you, man. Anyway, man. <laughs> you know, I was going to do a hypothetical. Not prepared for it, of course. Also... Uh, next show, I'm going to go over the Commanders and Eagles schedule, and I'm going to go, I'm going to do the win-loss thing just like I did before. I know it's kind of cliche, but it's fun. It's fun. Already, you already know already I got the Commanders losing to Jacksonville, but we'll see what happens when I go through it. From what I've seen so far, I don't know why we hyping the Commanders. It looked like they're heading for another seven or eight win season. Just saying. But... Yeah, we'll go through that next show. Uh, OU Softball, before I get up out of here, they are punishing. Uh, They swept Oklahoma State. I'm glad they took care of home. I was like, the series is in Norman. There's no way Oklahoma State's going to beat us this time. And they did not. They tried. They had a real good shot at it the last game, but we came back, won that game too. Uh, Iowa State put up a good fight in the Big 12 semifinals, right? Yeah, they put up a really good fight. It wasn't enough because our pitching was on point, and we didn't even have Jordy Ball pitching. Great job. I was watching a little bit, and OU was making it look easy, and then the game turned when uh, I don't know who it was, but they got caught trying to steal third from second. They got caught, and then nothing happened on offense from that point on. 
So I guess it gave Iowa State some confidence and they stayed in the game, but they still lost. (laughs) So we got Oklahoma State, Oklahoma in the championship. Oklahoma State beat Texas. I mean, what else is new? You know, the two best teams in the Big 12 clearly are Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Now we going to have to punish Oklahoma State again. Just don't even play with them. It's in Oklahoma City this time, so it's a neutral site. Um, I think Oklahoma City's closer to Norman than Stillwater, from what I remember. But it's yeah, it's pretty much in the middle. But it's it's much closer to Norman, I think. So still, still, still. They're pretty much a lot of OU grads and Oklahoma State grads in Oklahoma City. So, you know, I I expect maybe a 50-50 split there. But, you know, hopefully OU wins, take home another Big 12 tournament title, and sweep the Pokes because they're a joke. I'm just saying. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha. Hey, man, GoatLevelTees.com for everything Goat Level. You're always welcome on the bandwagon. I know the slogan started off as you better get on the bandwagon before it's too late. You know, we flip that and say that it's never too late to get on the bandwagon. But the sooner you get on the bandwagon, the more benefits you'll reap. So I'm just saying. I'm just saying, GoatLevelTees.com for all things Goat Level. Mr. Ram you already know that I'm out. Peace. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Goat Level Podcast. Make sure you share, subscribe, and get money.